Welcome back to The Winding Stairs. Uh, today, I have a special uh, conversation in, in, in preparation here with Brother Justin Jones and Brother Dennis Yates. These brothers are from Texas, and they are the two brothers behind Masonic Improvement. Brother Justin, Brother Dennis, thank you so much for joining me here on The Winding Stairs. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Uh, for a while, I've been... Absolutely. Uh, I've been watching your your YouTube channel, listening to to your interviews and your conversations about how to make good lodges better. I think it's a fantastic approach to try to provide that kind of education that's going to help already good lodges step it up a notch and make sure that they're providing the kind of uh, of education and experience that our brothers so deserve. And while I was looking at some of the, the background that that you brothers have, I, I came across some information about your involvement in the official Grand Lodge Education Committee. Uh, Brother Dennis, am I right to say that you were appointed to the Masonic Education, uh, Grand Lodge Education Committee? Yes, sir. I, I, I am very blessed to be a part of that committee and, and uh, excited about the uh, the coming year as well, we're ramping up with some some new ideas in leadership, and and it's a very exciting time for Texas Freemasonry. That's good, and and I love seeing that the dynamic that the two of you have as host and co-host of this uh, of this program has That's junior junior co-host junior co-host. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> has spilled over to your involvement in into the whole state education because you both are collaborating in some of the initiatives that you have for the state. Mm. How, do, how does that yes. feel? And does, does the camaraderie spill over to that, uh, those responsibilities as well? Absolutely. Uh, I have to keep him out of trouble in person and on the internet all the time. So I can edit him whenever, whenever we record something, but in person, I have to be there to trouble. Nice. We need to uh, put together a patent for the equivalent of a shock color, but like a shock uh, ne necktie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like editing on the, the fly. We need the one of those. Past master's collar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yes. That and you know, originally when 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 I went to officer leadership training years ago there were two brothers who are now my mentors um my biggest mentors uh bradley Cohanke and chris williams they were on the committee and they taught programs together and they had the same kind of relationship justin and i had mm -hmm. so hopefully um we can bring the same kind of excitement and enthusiasm and fun and learning that that they brought to us and the, they're now they're well-known authors and and just just great guys and great brothers and so it's um hopefully we're on that same path to to do good things like that we're definitely on a path we'll see where it goes <laughs> well, we're on a we're on a winding a staircase we just don't know if we're going up or down <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very very good to see and if for the brothers who haven't seen or who may not have come across your content before uh, masonic improvement focuses on on helping lodges in 
not just lodges, but also brothers in their their progress, making sure that they're implementing the the lessons of of Freemasonry into their lodges, into their districts, into their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Justin, could you give us a little bit of insight as to when you started uh, working to develop the the program? I think it was probably uh, 2018, maybe late 2017, and uh, I, I'd been listening to to your program for for quite a while, and uh, around the same time. That's when uh, the Fort Worth Masonic podcast started really getting underway. And that was really the first, the first Texas podcast that I that listened to regarding Freemasonry. And I, I think I was in the same uh, kind of mentality a lot of new podcasters have, or a lot of brothers that want to start podcasts but don't. And that is that there's already a lot of big fish in, in a little pond. And so they're, they're hesitant to jump in. But uh, I, I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And, and, and at that point, it was probably more for me than anything. I uh, had quite a few, uh, I guess you could say, uh, thoughts or opinions that I I really wanted to share and get out there. And I was tired of typing it over and over and over. And so uh, originally what this all started was uh, as a just a blog. And uh, I mean, it's, it's moved far beyond that. But uh, originally it was just a blog and I topped up some essays on uh, just just different things that are really important to me. That way, whenever that conversation came up, I could just I could just copy the link and share that instead of writing up a whole a whole uh, small novel on on a Facebook message. But it it really took off from there. When I. I was looking at some of your recent uh, conversations and mm-hmm. I I saw that you had the, the privilege of having uh, most worshipful Brad Billings, the current uh, grandmaster. Is he still the grandmaster? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. We He's just... the grandest master we have right now. Nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I was, I had read his name, but I had not seen him until I saw the interview that you had with him. Mm-hmm. And I saw, it struck me like this, this is a young man. And when I heard his conversation with you, where he expressed the fact that they're trying to deliver Masonic education and Masonic instruction through as many channels as possible in a very uh, methodical and, and progressive way. But he mentioned video and audio and social media, which is, is, very refreshing to see that a grandmaster recognizes the value and not just recognizes it, but like puts the work right behind it. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is your relationship or your impact in, in that sort of dynamic or that sort of desire for him to use those, those different channels? You know, that's a, that's a very good question. And uh, it's not something that, that, he and I had talked about. I do know that uh, Dennis. Dennis is kind of my my go to guy for for hooking up these great interviews, and um, he reached out to Brad. Uh, I'm sorry, most forceful Billings. <laughs> <laughs> Better edit that. But uh, but um, he he's been in a lot of things throughout this year. Um, lots. There's. I mean, it's refreshing, like you say, 
uh, he, there's uh, some Texas brothers that are really active on on TikTok, uh, and uh, he's been on quite a bit of content on there. Definitely putting things out on Facebook on on the Grand Lodge Facebook page, uh, and then of course there was the uh, the the in my opinion, excellent interview that he had with us uh, at the beginning of his term. And so he is definitely present in a, in a lot of different ways. And uh, like, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm not sure what impact we may have had uh, as far as, as far as encouraging that, but uh, it's definitely refreshing to see. Now, as far as consistency goes, uh, which I also think is important. Um, he's been very consistent throughout his year. Uh, but we'll see down the line uh, in future years how consistent uh, other grandmasters may be with that as well. Uh, that's, that's we're a, on the right. Can 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 I throw something in there? Please, yes, of no. course. No. So, <laughs> what Justin didn't speak on, and I will, and I'll get slapped in the back of the head if I if I have to, is that this year being on on the education committee and Justin and I have helped with rewriting several of our programs. We have a additional lodge, lodge light program, the all program. We have the Briscoe workshop, which is um, both of those are different programs for the new master Mason and the, the up and coming, you know, future lodge leaders um, that's done on a more regional kind of local level that's taught in that manner. So we helped uh, with that process of, of restructuring that as well as some other programs and, and there some things that are being applied to video. And so our grandmaster is, is trying to bring Mason, Freemasonry to the Mason through these, this technology to, you know, embrace where we are and and what our capabilities are in, in reaching these brothers and and that's been a, a a fabulous trip to be on this year in in helping with all this in fact we've still got several presentations we have to finish up before june 30th yeah. before we kicked off the officer leadership training but i wanted to throw that out there that you know and this has been this it, it's been worked on for a while and coming to fruition Fortunately, our Grand Lodge line, they work together as the board of trustees. And so through the years, they're working on these, on these, uh, on developing these educational opportunities and, 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 and things like that. And so fortunately, it's been coming to fruition for a while, and now it's finally coming to its head. And, and I can't say too much more, but there's, there's several things that are going to be coming out that are that are just out of this world for Blue Lodge Freemasonry. I mean, it's just so so awesome. And, and to Justin's point, I think that they probably will be continued because it, it was all of the trustees that that were involved in in uh, in helping get it all approved and get it all you know started. I, I thought you said you couldn't say too much more. About 10 minutes ago. I thought I I thought I kept it short. <laughs> Watch it, Junior. Okay. I, I would think you'd be excited about you know the technology being a millennial and all. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> now it, 
I'm glad that you mentioned the the fact that the grandmaster and the officer line and the and the previous grandmaster they had been working on these kinds of initiatives for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it is a dynamic that I think it's very important for grand lodges to embrace, but also for in the microcosm for lodges, individual lodges to yes. to adopt that approach where you're not having the mentality that I describe as the my year mentality, mm -hmm. but having a mentality of our lodge mentality. Yes. And so, so it's good to, to make that distinction. And I encourage brothers to think about that. If you are in the progressive line and you expect to be master of the lodge at, uh, you know, in, in a few years, make sure that all of these brothers that are above you, that you're all in synchronicity, that you're all, yeah. In, in accord with whatever the goal is going to be for the lodge moving forward, because there's nothing worse than having a prepotent uh, individual leading a lodge and wanting to, uh, like we say, throw the house out the window. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next year it, it all dissipates into nothingness. Yeah. It's, it's better when you have that marked rhythm where everybody is rowing in unison. Yes. A, a, a any program, I don't care how good it is, can't really gain traction within one year. Um, that that's its infancy. It takes it takes a multi year approach, and I mean for any program, even if it seems like it has a good first year, for it to really get going, it has to have consistency and, and time and service. And so, if your officer lineup is not on board. If you don't have the same mentality and similar goals and a willingness to to continue on programs that you all agree are good, then it, it's almost like you wasted a year in the East. Yeah. Because if, if your program dies as soon as you leave the East, it's never going to accomplish anything. And uh, you do see what you're describing in some in to an extent, <coughs> excuse me, in some places where uh, the, the next person in leadership, and I'm being very careful to not specify where I'm talking about, but you see uh, the next person in leadership has their own ideas and their own program. And it has a different name, but it's very similar to other programs that came before it. But this is my program. This is my year. And, and nothing ever gains traction. Yeah, the, the, I'd the, like, mm -hmm. go ahead. It's your show. Um, <laughs> no, I was just going to say that the scope has to be long-term yeah. and then yes. all the steps between yes, here and there. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere along the way, we in, in Freemasonry, for, we, we left out the vision of Freemasonry. And vision is, is what it's all about. And what both of you guys have been describing is secession planning. And, yeah. you know, if, the, the most heartbreaking thing when I became master of my lodge was one of my mentors saying, um, you only have one year. That's all you got. So make it count. But you only got one year. That's your year. And it's like, well, man, if everything I'm doing is for nothing, why am I doing this? Yep. So fortunately, though, we our lodge is we we actually pay to send our guys to the officer leadership training. So they learn about the succession planning and they, they learn all that along with us being able to help mentor them. And so it's, it's a little bit more effective, but 
so many times you see lodges just they they have all the things just all the things you need for a awesome lodge and yet they have that one crippling disease that holds them back from greatness yep. you know it's it's so sad but yeah. but all this can be overcome you know all it, of it, can. it and it's not an outlandish claim it's not it's not so out of left field that people are should be surprised this is putting the plans upon the trestle board mm-hmm. that's what yes. it is it's we're talking about one edifice we're talking about one plan in unison and every individual builder within that uh, gremio within that um within that lodge needs to work in unison to make sure that that final vision that's upon the trestle board yeah. is materialized and yes. of course we give lip service to uh oh put you know put your plans on the trestle board but that's how this looks it, it means i'm not taking claim for what i did in my year it's okay look what i am doing for my lodge day in and day out mm-hmm. now, now i would mm-hmm. say no, go ahead. Sorry, what then. we're doing what we're doing yes yeah well no i would also say that if I always like this analogy. If you take any large multi-million dollar company or even a small mom and pop store, and if you change the leadership every year, that the company's doomed. Yeah. Uh, so like you, you change the president of a, of a multi-million dollar uh, com- uh, year, godly. If you change the president of a multi-million dollar company every year and the vice president and all the leadership, you just change them every year, mm-hmm. it, it, it'd be gone. It would yep. it would have no longevity, yep. and yet that's what we do. We do that mm-hmm. every year. And look at our country. Oh, Illuminati intervened. Intervene. Yeah, they intervened. <laughs> <laughs> they saw it coming. Yeah, they saw it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but Sorry. that's why that's why it's important to to have this this uh, longevity plan, this this succession plan, because you are going to be changing leadership. And if, if everyone's on the same page and mm-hmm. if you're just continuing what your predecessors did before you, uh, understanding that you're not doing this for yourself, leadership should be a, a servant position. And you're, you are, you're continuing what the lodge as a whole has set down and agreed yep. that this is important to them. And this is the direction we want to take the lodge. Now, talking about the direction of the lodge, um, considering that your your podcast is called Masonic Improvement, what kind of improvements have you seen either within your lodge or within lodges that you have influenced through your through your teachings? Sure, Dennis, you'll start. Oh, it would it would take up the whole show. Nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, no, I, let me let me. I will. I will. Start. I Just real quick. Would. Real quick. Um, in in our lodge before before I went to officer leadership training, we didn't do that. It was always, you know, they're they're out there. If you want to go, you can go. If you don't, you don't. And and we were giving in Texas, we have an endowed membership program to where you can purchase an endowment for a certain amount of money and it goes into a fund with Grand Lodge and then it pays dividends to the lodge every year. Okay, and 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 it's probably not new to other jurisdictions, but um, so in a lot of the lodges, they will give that as a gift to the past master. 
It's like, oh my gosh, don't kill your lodge like that. He's still a, a dues paying member. He's contributing. Let him keep paying dues. But instead, in my year, we chose to uh, provide the officer leadership training instead to two of the up and coming officers. So now we invest in, in those every year. And, and it's been carried on, thank goodness, through the succession planning. Every master since me has, has done the same thing. And so with that, we've been building upon our original uh, structure. And now we, we are one of the premier lodges in, in South Texas, hands down. And, and that's not just me being biased. It really isn't. Just the, the, like three of them. What are the odds? Yeah. The three of them in, in, yeah. <laughs> I have six in my district youngster. Okay. I have a big district. He's a member of the <laughs> premier lodge in Goliad, Texas. It is the premier lodge in Goliad, <laughs> Texas. But, uh, but, but really it, it, it does work, but we, you have to be consistent and it has to be a long-term goal that you'll yeah. stick with or, or it won't. The Winding Stairs is made possible by FreemasonryArt.com, the Masonic art store where I share the creations that I make. I recently created a Masonic pin display apron where you can proudly show all the pins in your collection. Every pin tells a story. It reminds you of that day where you met some brothers or that day when you had an incredible initiatic experience. If you have your pins confined to the darkness of a drawer, bring them from darkness to light by proudly displaying them in one of our Masonic pin display aprons. To see them and place an order today, go to freemasonryart.com. Uh, I would say that a lot of the improvements that uh, I have seen in just in my travels, uh, um, really the, the kind of almost the low-hanging fruit, and I say that, but, but it's a heck of a battle is is the financial victories that i've seen uh both in my lodge and other lodges where uh i may or may not have had some influence but just just seeing that these lodges realizing um that they're not financially viable and i, I know this is a volunteer organization but i encourage all brothers to to approach your lodge like a business uh because it's 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 running like a business and it will go under like a business if you don't take care of it. And so, for example, um, like we, we raised the dues at my lodge. Uh, we doubled them actually uh, the previous year. And it has been a very, there was quite a bit of uh, uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth, right? Uh, anytime we talk about uh, charging more, yeah. but uh, the the value is there. Like it, it's, it's in our bank account. We can see it. And so it's, it's, it's a tangible benefit that had very quick results. Uh, likewise, we also increased our endowments. However, uh, other than that, just lodges just generally taking more pride in their building. Um, the, the, the building is, is, is very important. And, and too many Masonic lodges have allowed the, the lack of maintenance and the lack of uh, uh, attention to detail to to build up to the point where many lodges uh, probably had the opposite effect that they should. Uh, I think what a, a non mason going into a lodge building should be struck by a certain sense of awe, and uh, 
but many lodges now kind of have the opposite where it's almost like a sense of, of yuck. And so they were, they were called temples for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think in some states they still are, but mm-hmm. uh, just, just seeing in general, just, just brothers, you know, it, it could be small, like we're going to repaint the walls or we're going to retile the floor baby steps and, and any, any momentum towards uh, improvement is, is positive momentum, even if it's small and slow. That's, that's a great point. Uh, you, the, the reason we have the pillar of beauty is not just to sit pretty there. Mm-hmm. It is, it is intended to, to really elicit that sense of wonder and that sense of awe, yeah. uh, awe in, in, in people. Um, now, what would you say is something that, and, and I'll, I'll give you the option to, to answer this, however you see fit, what is not working for Texas? Or what is really working for Texas? So is there something that you have been doing for a long time that hasn't been yielding the fruit that you expect and thereby has gone by the wayside or is um, is being uh, phased out? Or is there something that has been implemented for the state that that you feel excited about because it is working or at least is very promising. So here's my thoughts. Uh, just kind of a team huddle real quick. Uh, Dennis, since you're the district deputy, I will talk about the, the, uh, the lack and you could talk about the positive that way you're saying nice things. <laughs> that way it sounds, it sounds good, right? Nothing can come back. All right. To Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Great team player. I don't think there's anything bad about Texas. Anyway. Perfect. That's perfect. There you oh, go. Great job. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think Texas has a lot of great things going for it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I love Texas Freemasonry. Uh, there are some things that that are that are working against it. I, I suppose you could say. And um, I'm seeing momentum in, in many of these fields to uh, to improve it. However, um, it, I, I would I would say that this is not a strictly a Texas issue, and that is um, a uh, the mentality that this is the way we've always done things, and so that's I think I think I think lots of jurisdictions uh, have to have to contend with that, and so this is mentality that this is the way we've always done it, and so. And this applies to a lot of things. Uh, I touched earlier on on finances. Uh, there are a lot of lodges that um, will probably be demising or merging very soon, and in many cases, uh, probably completely avoidable if they had realized that, um, or if they had taken action to uh, to uh, take care of themselves financially. Excuse me, one second. So. Dennis, in, in I can see what, what Justin says that that mentality of oh that's how we've always done it that of course can be insidious that can be something that uh, erodes at the base it can diminish some of the enthusiasm of the people that are coming in young to the mm-hmm. fraternity that are charged with with the the vigor necessary to to do things on the 
polar opposite of that, how are you able to, you know, from these positions of of leadership and positions of 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 influence when it comes to Masonic education and and the progress of 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 the district, uh, what things have you seen that are working in order to counteract whatever resistance uh, you may be facing from that kind of mentality? Well, I I what I've what we've seen the biggest increase of in the past few years is um is activities like festive boards um uh, a higher level social activity where men can get together and meet and speak on an intellectual uh standpoint um that's what because face it most of your texas lodges are, are rural and i'm sure it's the same way in florida i i used to live there for a little while and and i know you know most of your lodges are rural and and that kind of gets put to the side but it's starting to come around and it's starting to come around even in rural areas as well and so with that emphasis on on the higher level of of education and 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 social aspirations in in how you meet um i think it's it's been a a strong point in in bringing the freemasonry that a lot of the younger generation is starting to look for and and we've we we're really starting to capitalize on that now now we have brothers like you know justin and i go around and along with many other very very more capable brothers in our state go around and we give presentations to lodges and stuff during their meetings and during stated meetings even. And, and then they have different programs on the outside of, of the stated meetings that where we have those presentations. So we just share some stuff and guys are getting it. They dig it. And, yeah. and so, and a lot of times it's us sharing that history, you know, they, everybody, feels like that's not how we've always done it because they want to hold on to the nature of Freemasonry, the history of Freemasonry. Well, you have to remind them sometimes that that was the nature of Freemasonry when we started. And, and so we, if we continue to develop our programs with the mindset of, of the, the good shepherd and, and nurture our history, while encouraging the uh, the new influx of of education, then yeah, we're we're going to be fine, and yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna shrink a little bit in in lodges because the infrastructure is just too big, yeah. but but we're gonna get better in Freemasonry, and and so that's the positive that I see, and we're utilizing technology to do that as well, just like what we're doing here today. You you are one of the kings of 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 podcasts and 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 so you know all all too well that technology is being utilized and has been and is successfully showing results for our lodges and for our brothers, especially the ones that are out, out there that feel like they lost what they were looking for in lodge. A lot of times they're coming back to lodge because they hear you talking and and they say, you know what? Maybe there is that wine out there in my lodge and I can find him and we can strike up a conversation. They go back. You know, we've heard that a few times, you know, 
Yeah. yeah. So Especially in is, Texas, you have a bunch if, of Juans down there. If, if you're, <laughs> we got a lot of Juans. Juan, if you're a king of Masonic podcasts, I have a gesture <laughs> that you could borrow for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You from your room. <laughs> Can you feel the love? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did want to touch on it if, if we have the time. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to add as far as, as far as probably like a, like a, like a weakness. And that is our West gate process here in Texas. Um, yeah. There are a lot of lodges that are doing it right. And, and, uh, and the, I wouldn't say it's, it's consistently the same approach, but it's generally the same approach. I, I think that we're as a, as a jurisdiction probably experimenting with some different approaches right now. Uh, but we, in general, we, we see a new member or a new potential member and we, we get excited and, uh, and there's often a, uh, like a sense of urgency that we manufacture ourselves, right? We, we manufacture the sense of urgency and, and rush them through the petitioning process. And before you know it, you have a, uh, if you're lucky, a master Mason that, uh, he, he may just drop off as an EA. You never know because you rushed them through it. But we have a, a lot of, a lot of master masons that, that, that maybe didn't know what they were getting into, or maybe aren't a good fit for their particular lodge or maybe even the fraternity, but we didn't really vet them at, at any time. That sense of urgency <clears throat> is not misplaced because you have do you have the financial constraints that we we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and you if you look at if you put that in in a graph you see the trajectory of the of the graph so yeah. there is a sense of urgency to bring in uh, men to to basically right. be a part of the fraternity however mm-hmm. where i think there's significant room for improvement is in the following if you don't have enough people petitioning so that you can be discerning and the, uh, what do you call that? Discriminating uh, in, yes. in the positive sense of the word where yes. you're picking the choice candidates to move forward. And those who perhaps are not measuring up in their commitment or in their real interest or, or they don't measure in some in some way, then you're not feeling pressure to bring them in. Perhaps they need more formation. They need, need more time outside of the fraternity to to mature in some areas before they're considered to be a, a, a good fit. But if we don't have choice where we just have one or two men showing up periodically, then that sense of urgency betrays us because then we have to admit them because there's nobody else petitioning. Yeah. And here's what where brothers like you come in. If you are not just locally going out and making a presence and showing by example what masonry is about, but virtually mm-hmm. we're showing the world, okay, this yes. is what yes. brotherly love looks like. This is what fellowship looks like. This is what education and masonry looks like. Then perhaps having a higher influx of interest will give you that permission to just choose the, the cream. Absolutely. Yes. There's a, there's a, let me just, I'll be real quick. Go ahead. ahead. There's a, there's a saying that another brother, that another brother on, on, on my, on my show, uh, I can't, I don't know how to, it wasn't his quote. He attributed it to someone else and I can't recall who, uh, I'm sure he'll forgive me, but the quote was basically 
more harm has done has been done to the fraternity with white balls than with black cubes. And uh, that really resonated very strongly with me because uh, I have personally seen lodges that have almost been completely destroyed. Healthy lodges within a matter of years, almost completely destroyed by one, two men that were made Masons. Um, because of that, that enthusiasm and that excitement to get, to get some new, new blood into their lodge. So um, I, I don't know what the process needs to look like for every lodge and every jurisdiction, but I know that this current, um, well, as an example, I, I have sat in a lodge before. It was a practice night. Uh, a guy walked in off the street that nobody knew, and he left 15 minutes later with a petition with all the signatures that he needed. Uh, I know that doesn't work, right? I know I can't tell you what works best, but I can tell you what doesn't work and that doesn't work. <laughs> I, I'd like to bring the point of one of my favorite lodges and the way they do it. And he actually was one of our influences in, in, uh, in the podcast as well. Rip Moore he is, he was the secretary of Fort Worth 148. He's one of our past grand orators and they have a process that works and now first of all let me rewind okay so the other day we were interviewing a, a good friend of ours and chairman of the membership committee for grand lodge kyle walquist and and he was talking and stressing the importance of effective uh web marketing and effective effectiveness in 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 membership so uh, you have to have a good web presence and good digital footprint and you have to manage it properly because all the free stuff it's free because it's rented it's not yours you need to have your own website as your own property that way you can you can purposefully funnel people into your lodge and then you have okay so fort worth 148 they've had this for quite a while they've had this process going on and and their vetting process is a six-month period and they have people come through and they can only go uh they go through this process of of um showing up at lodge once a week to just discuss topics and do different things and so they'll have these groups of people like anywhere from five to 10 people at a time going through the pipeline. And then at the other end in six months, they've decided if they're going to give them a petition to come into the lodge or not. And that's their process. And, you know, talk about know somebody and being able to sign that petition. That is a process. And now, and, and just real quick, the way that Kyle does it at his lodge is another very awesome way. They uh, they have a structure to where they have a social night every every month, and that's when they all go out to a different um, uh, place to eat, drink, and discuss whatever they want to discuss. And that's where they invite their people who are interested to meet them. They never invite them to the lodge. Waco they invite, does something very similar too. Yeah, they invite them out to dinner and they just do that for several times and get to know them under livations and under discussion. 
and really get to know that person before they ever invite them to to the lodge and even talk about a petition. Well, not so only does it give you a chance. Those to, are two very successful yeah. ways to vet. But not only Go does ahead. it give you a chance to uh, to get to know the person, but say you invite them to events at the lodge. Um, maybe maybe your expectations are that they should at least come to the dinner before the meeting and uh, yes. get to know their brother. Very minimal. Yes. Um, Sure, I guess it's kind of minimum, but even if everybody likes the person, if he can never make it, if, if there's always some some scheduling conflict or something, yes, then the lodge is not going to be able to provide value to this person because he'll never be at a meeting. And so it, it might not be, no, you're not Masonic material. It may be, hey, you might check out this lodge. This is probably more suitable for uh, what you're looking for or your schedule or something like that, it, it allows you to avoid problems like that. Because even if you can schedule an EA degree for this guy, he may never be able to practice. He may never have time. And it, and it, it may be a matter of time. It just, yes. it, it doesn't mean we're denying this man a petition because he is just not worthy. Mm -hmm. Maybe he right. is worthy and he is well-qualified, but the conditions aren't right at this very moment for him to join yes. the fraternity or join our lodge. Um, and I'll have to echo what you brothers have said in, in Orange Blossom Lodge here in sunny Kissimmee, Florida, which you're all welcome <laughs> to, to come and visit. Um, Road that's, trip. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. We need to do a, 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 a yeah. double. I need to be, the, I need to go down there. Uh, I got to go see brother Robert Marshall up there in Waco Oh, uh, yeah. I want to go see uh, another very close friend of ours. Yes. And you had another friend of, of mine up in the in the show, Joshua Finley. Amazing mm -hmm. brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in the in my in my Scottish Rite Valley with me. Yeah. And, yeah. and Knights of St. Andrew. Yeah. That's that's true. Send him my love when you see him. Um, I will. And I have a lot of brothers in, in Texas that I'm, you know, very, very close with. But th the point is that here in orange blossom lodge our approach is that is okay you're interested then come over to the dinner let's sit together and we don't give them a petition for for months they come into the lodge they sit eat with us in dinner and then we say goodbye and then we have our meeting mm -hmm. there's one aspect that i that i wanted to emphasize about that approach whenever that petition is being read in lodge Let's say the gentleman's name is Marcus, uh, Marcus Robertson. If you don't know who Marcus Robertson is, there should be no ball. There should be not, there shouldn't be a white ball yeah, going you, in there. You, right. you don't know this person. Mm -hmm. So, and if you can't put a face to a name, perhaps let's say that gives you enough time. Let's say you sit with this gentleman and you get to, to ask questions and they make an off color joke that kind of like doesn't settle right with you. Yes. Then maybe yes. that motivates you to be part of their investigative committee and make sure that you get to the bottom of it and make sure that this individual is just joking. Like you would joke with me, you know, or anybody else, but you want to tease that and make sure, okay, is this person really a good candidate to be in our lodge? But how many times does a petition get read in, in, in lodge and you turn to your brother, it's like, who, who's that? Who was it? Mm -hmm. You should be able to know. Oh, that's this guy. The one that came over to the dinner and the one that we were joking that other day. Oh, perfect. Then you vote him in. 
So, yes. but, but I, I appreciate that. Cause I think that's a, that's a very good approach to, to, to having uh, the Westgate properly attended to. Guarded, yes. And you know, that's another positive for Texas Freemasonry right now is we have several brothers that are, that are traveling around the state. Uh, Aaron Tazinski, he's, he'll be on the show at, at, at some point. He, but he travels around and teaches about background checks and what's lawful and what's not. Um, and also, you know, just different points of, of contact throughout the investigation process. And so that's another positive is that we're starting to see the necessity of guarding the Westgate. And mm-hmm. to, the, to the extent that we have brothers that are traveling around by invitation from lodges trying to, you know, learn this process so that, yeah, I would, I would like to put that plug in there because it's a, it's another, that's another positive that that we're working on right now. That's that's great. You know, it it is definitely, it's great to see that your Masonic improvement is not limited to what you put out in the con in, in the context of the, of the podcast. It also is part of what you're doing in your in your work in your good work your square work in your yes. district so uh brethren i you know i really appreciate you taking the time uh we had uh, a conversation that's going to air in your show um brothers for those of you watching the winding stairs or listening i encourage you to check out the episode where i come over they were gracious enough to invite me over to a masonic improvement and we had an amazing conversation where we talk about a lot of different elements related to uh, applying the lessons of masonry. They even share some insights into their preference of how to get brothers to do work and bring it before the members of the lodge in order to for them to progress and also contribute to the education of the lodges as they do so. Yes. yes. So Justin and Dennis, thank you so very much for your time. Um, I. I assume that you you have a hub where you can direct brothers if they want to learn more about Masonic Improvement. Could you please uh, share that with them now? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we do have a website, uh, MasonicImprovement.com. Uh, has a has a few blog posts, uh, contact information. Uh, it's a it's a great start. Uh, we also have uh, our Facebook page, Masonic Improvement. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we also upload everything into podcasts. So if you uh, go to your favorite podcast provider and look at Masonic Improvement, you can uh, find us there as well. Uh, am I missing anything, Dennis? No, that's 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 about it. We're pretty easily accessible. Yeah. We're easy. We're not cheap, but we're easy. That's how it is. <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> See what I got to deal with? <laughs> well, it, it was a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so very much. And to the brothers listening, thank you so very much. I also wanted to say thank you to all our supporters on Patreon for making sure that these uh, interactions are possible. Is your contributions that make sure that we have the right microphone, the right camera, yes. the right lights, and 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 everything in order to to make this happen. So if if it sounds interesting to you, you're not part of the the support network that we have on on Patreon. Make sure to go to patreon.com/slash Juan Sepulveda and you get early 
ad-free access to our, our shows. You get some behind the scenes and you get input into what kind of conversations we're going to have in the future. So check it out on the link here on the on the show. And as always, thank you so much, brothers, for, for coming over. And for you, it brothers. It is our pleasure. With you. It's been a pleasure. I'm so happy for, for you to be here with me. And to the brothers at home, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. And I'll see you next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Mm -hmm.